All right, this is our concentration camps and night presentation with Tashawn Beck and Amaya Wallace. On the front, we have our title and a picture of young boys in the concentration camp. It's in black and white. They're behind bars and they, ha they have on like stripes on their jackets. So, kind of prisony. Okay, what are concentration camps? Concentration camps aren't camps to enhance focus. There are places where people were imprisoned without trial. They were kept in harsh conditions to point where their ribs to the point where their ribs showed out of their body. They had to do forced labor with poor work condition, even that, and even died. The quote, All right. the quote we had was, the first concentration camps in Germany were set up as detention centers to stop any opposition to the Nazis by so-called enemies of the state. These people included communists, socialists, Jehovah's Witnesses, homosexuals, Roma, what's that, Roma, and so-called asocials uh, by the Holocaust Explained, page one. So basically... Concentration camps were places where they kept certain groups of people in one area. It was hard; they had harsh conditions, and they were worked to death sometimes. Our picture: we have men where they're so skinny that their knees they show through their skin, and they barely have any clothes to the point where it looks like they're not kept, where they're not treated fairly. <laughs> What happens in concentration camps? Concentration camps were used to imprison and mass execute Jews and non other German and other non-German races. And the quote we had was imprisonment in a concentration camp meant inhuman forced labor, brutal mistreatment, hunger, disease, and random executions. It is certain that several hundred thousand died in the concentration camps. In comparison, more than three million Jews were murdered in the extermination camps. To add on to that, basically, like like it said, random executions. So they would have random selections to the point where if you were unfit, old, tired, couldn't work, you were executed. And the people around you either had to watch you or they would kill you themselves. And then uh, not many people wanted to kill their people, kill their family and friends. So uh, what happened? They said something. I forgot what they said. But basically, with the random executions, you, you just had to be fit and well enough to work. And also, um, yeah, keep these going. Different types of concentration camps. We got the regular basic concentration camps where you they were used to contain certain groups of people. The transit camps were temporary camps for soldiers. Um, and they were used to, to transport different... Um, different races across the camps. They got forced labor camps where you were in prison to work in poor conditions and extermination camps. They were used to kill, they were used to deal with mass killings. Okay, so how many victims were from each camp? From Auschwitz, they had um, 
two to five million deaths. From Belzec, they have 500,000 to 600,000 deaths. From Kelmno, they have 150,000 to 300,000 deaths. They had, I mean, from Majdanek, they had 360,000 deaths. Uh, from Zibador, they had 250,000 deaths. And it just goes on. And the quote we had was, the exact number of victims in concentration camps is unknown. Most of the historians estimated that the total of non-Jewish victims would approach 500,000. Please note that this number include only the people who died in camps and exclude all the victims of executions by extermination squads. Here are some estimations for the major camps. Um, what was the first concentration camp? The first official concentration camp was how you say that? Dashi. Um, the quote was the first, the very first official concentration camp to be open was Dashi, March twenty second. Yeah, March twenty second, nineteen thirty three. The opening of this concentration camp was not in sec- was not secret. An official announcement was published in several minute. Manish newspaper in the following days. Before the creation of Dausch, there was several wild camps located in Germany and created by the SA officers. Some of these wild camps were Papenberg, Breslau, Lichtenberg, and etc. by JewishGen.org. One. So the picture we have is like it's a lot of windows, a lot of windows. And like the entrance, I, I'm guessing because it's just the front view that the camp is bigger, but they have trees on the side, lots of windows, a big entrance in the front, and then like a pathway with bricks and trees. Okay, how do concentration camps relate tonight? Concentration camps play a big part in night because throughout the story, Eli and his father go through a number of camps. They go through an extermination camp in the beginning when he gets separated from his mother and sister. Then after that, he and his father go through multiple forced labor camps. On the, um, we have a picture of the book, which shows his title, his name. In the back, it looked like there's some mountains. Um, it's kind of eerie and dark, so... That makes that makes it more uh, what's the word? Interesting, I guess you could say. Interesting. I think you gotta go slow because you gotta break this in thirty minutes. Oh uh, yeah, go slow. Okay. Uh, Auschwitz was the largest concentration camp. It was located in southern Poland. Its first purpose was to be a detention center for political prisoners. Later on, it turned into a network of smaller camps for imprisoned Jews that the Nazis took. When the Soviets entered Auschwitz, they found thousands of emancipated detainees and piles of corpses left behind. You want to explain the picture? Oh, in the picture, it's like an entrance to a concentration camp, and in the back, the buildings look dusty and dirty. Yeah. Um, by Auschwitz, 
I don't think they said how large the Auschwitz was, but I'm guessing because it had over a million deaths, at least over a million deaths, that it was at least huge, very huge, to the point where it could hold a lot of people. Or it was the fact that they transferred many people to Auschwitz, um, deported some, and then they came back. So I guess just because it's a lot of, it's a big camp, that's why it has so many deaths. And then, like I, like she said, the buildings look old and dusty. Like this is a modern picture, so I'm guessing it wouldn't look as good because it's color. It looks better than it would with black and white. So I guess it's more modern. Uh, meals and concentration camps. On the for our picture, we have bread, soup, and a cup of coffee. Not that good of a diet. Many meal, uh, meals weren't very good in concentration camps. It consisted of bread, coffee, and sometimes sausage. The bread was supposed to last all morning, so they had to ration their food. <laughs> Our quote, for prisoners, meal times were the most important event of each day. At the morning roll call, the prisoners would be given their morning meal, imitation coffee, or herbal tea. For lunch, prisoners may have been given watery soup. If they were lucky, they might find a piece of turnip or a, a potato peel. The Holocaust explained why. So, meals weren't very good. I wouldn't, like, the way that they said it, like, they had, it was to last them all morning, made it seem like it was, it wasn't that big of a piece of bread. Like, a single slice or just a very thin piece of sli um, bread. And then the coffee was supposed to help them with their work, even though, I guess, coffee would tie you out eventually as it runs out of energy. And then the watery soup doesn't sound that good. Because who wants to eat watery soup? I would rather have a thick bowl of soup with lots of meat in it. You can tell that they weren't given a lot of stuff or like stuff that really like made a difference to their hunger. Like you could tell they were just feeding them to keep them alive because they are really skinny in those pictures and stuff. That's it. Yeah. The commandment. The commandment had total control over a concentration camp. He was above everyone there. He could tell people went to sleep, went to eat, clean. Uh, oh, I said eat twice. Yeah, so basically he could tell people went to sleep, eat, clean, and work. The commandment had complete authority over the camp and the SS garrison. Memorial and Museum, Museum Auschwitz Birkenau 1. So the commandment was, I think they said that he was handpicked by Hitler or one of his lower guards. But basically, because he's a top head, like he, like I said, he could eat. They could tell people when to eat, sleep, work, clean, all of that. And sometimes when the commandment comes in, there will be a mass selection to where everybody will have to um, come and get selected to be to either die or continue working. It was a hard. I guess it was a hard job, but I guess he enjoyed it. I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, he just sound like a, a general or something, like, if we even, like, modern times, sound like a general, but like a harsher version or something. Prisoners of concentration camps. Prisoners were treated like slaves. They worked, ate, and slept. They didn't get to do any activities other than work. 
prisoners wore color-coded wore color-coded triangles on their jackets so they could be recognized by the guards. Captive soldiers were worked to death or executed for mistreating Germans. And then the quote is, political prisoners such as communists, socialists, and trade unionists wore red triangles. Common criminals wore green. Roma or gypsies and other Germans were considered asocial or shiftless, wore black triangles. Jehovah's Witnesses wore purples and homosexuals wore, wore pink. Letters indicated nationality. For example, P stood for Polish, SU stood for Soviet Union, and F stood for French. I never, I wouldn't have knew that they wore, tri, I wouldn't understand the purpose of triangles for color code unless they said that, so I'm glad that they said that. It's kind of funny how they said homosexuals wore pink. <laughs> you laughing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, liberation of concentration camps. The camps were liberated by the Allied forces. The, Germ the Germans tried to hide some of the camps by destroying them. The Nazis left evidence like gas chambers and buildings still standing. The first major camp to be liberated was Majinek near Lubin, Poland in July 1944. Surprised by the rapid Soviet advance from the east, the Germans attempted to hide the evidence of mass murder by demolishing much of the camp. But parts including the gas chambers were left standing. Liberation of the concentration camps won. And um, oh, and night when um when Eli was in the hospital or the infirmary when they left it it told us that the camp was liberated so if Eli and his father would have stayed they would have been they would have been free but in the end I guess he he got scared because he might got the um. If the Romans, I said Romans, if the uh, Russians weren't uh, careful, they could have killed many people that were still there. Like if they bombed the camp again. But I guess that's what he was fearing and he didn't want to be a part of that. So he left. But it was kind of a bad decision because now he has to deal with the fact that he's not he's not free anymore. But the people that were still there are free now. Concentration camp survivor stories. Okay, Freddie Noller. In 1943, he joined the French resistance and was eventually arrested. He was taken to Drancy, a transit camp on the outskirts of Paris, and then deported to Auschwitz. As the Allied armies advanced through Europe in early 1945, Auschwitz was evacuated and the inmates were taken to Dora Nordhausen and Bergen-Belsen camps in Germany. Freddie took the uniform badge of a dead French political prisoner to conceal his Jewish identity. This helped him survive at Dora because as a political and not a Jewish prisoner, he was given less, a less dangerous job. In the end, he was reunited with his brothers. Toby Bobby. In the autumn of 1942, several thousand inhabitants of the Caraco ghetto, including the, including Toby and her sister, moved to the Plaza Force Labor Camp. They remained there until the summer of 1943 when they were deported to Auschwitz and then to the Bergen-Belsen in 1944. Toby's sister died eight days after Belsen after Belsen liberation in April 1945. 
After the war, she stayed in this place in a displaced persons camp where she met her husband. That's crazy. Permiso de Bias. In the winter of 1941, Permiso was arrested for helping Jews. And in May 1942, was deported to the Terrazin Transit and Labor Camp. From there, he was sent to the Mathusen Concentration Camp in Austria, where he was forced into slave labor and subjected to medical extermination or experimentation. The camp was liberated by American troops in 1945, and Permiso worked with the Americans as an interpreter. He moved to London in 1947. Was uh, what I find crazy is how Freddie and Toby were kind of they were in the same camp, but I don't think they they noticed each other. It would be crazy if they were uh, they were husband and wife. Miss uh-huh. Lucas. Concentrate concentration camp survivors. Chelmano, only two, only um, oh, these are the camps, okay. And Chelman, I can't say that. Chelmano, only two Jews survived. Belzec, two Jews survived. Re- Rudolf Rader and Ham Hirschman. Treblinka camp was raised on August second, nineteen forty-three. About seventy prisoners survived the war. So Bibor, apparently, approximately fifty to seventy Jews survived. Majendek, liberated in July 1944, approximately 12,000 prisoners greeted their liberators, but no Jews survived the camp. Auschwitz, liberated in in January 1945, only 1,200 people were still alive. Additionally, 5,800 in Berknew, 600 in in Monowitz. Um, torture and death within concentration camps were common and frequent. 11 million people were killed during the Holocaust. 1.1 million children and 6 million of those victims were Jewish. Other groups targeted by the Nazis were Jehovah's Witness, homosexuals, disabled people, and Roma. Can talk about that? You sure? All right. On January 27th of every year, there is a day for people to remember the genocide and tragedy of the Holocaust. January 27th is the day that the largest camp, Auschwitz Birkenau, whatever, was liberated by the Red Army. Okay. And then the quote, the quote I chose was from a survivor, and he said. You got both. I can check for the doc. For me, the Holocaust was not only a Jewish tragedy, but also a human tragedy. After the war, war, when I saw that the Jews were talking only about the tragedy of six million Jews, I sent letters to the Jewish organizations asking them to talk also about the millions of others who were persecuted with us. Together, many of them only because they helped Jews. And that was from Simon Wiesenthal. And he was a survivor. Okay, so on um, Holocaust Remembrance Day, they they chose like six specific Holocaust members, and each of them light a candle at a ceremony or whatever, and it's to represent each of the six million Jews that were killed during the um, the Holocaust. And 
Yeah. It's like in Israel, the whole day, well, from sunrise all the way to the evening throughout the 27th, everybody like goes to the ceremonies and stuff. And there's a bell that sounds throughout the, like for two minutes in the morning, everybody stops what they're doing to like, you know, pay respect to the Jews that died. And yeah. Actually, the research on that. What about the research on that? Alright, anything you want to say? I feel like it's a good thing to remember the people that died during the Holocaust because nowadays there's not as much death. I mean, it is, but it's not as much as being um, taken prisoner. And then dying because somebody says, you need to look a certain way. But nowadays, it's mostly, you die, most, mostly people die because of hate. But that was just, that was just a lot for one man to say, you don't look, the, you don't look right. So you get to die. He puts you in a prison and they work you to death. But at the same time, what were they working for? Because the way I see it as them working, I feel like they're just breaking rocks. Because, like, TV shows. But now it's like, you as you look back at it, like, it, it was just a lot of tragedy. Because of people just dying for no reason. Because they looked a certain way. But and innocent kids, too. They was killing kids. I still want to know what happened to his mom. Because I don't think that's uh, what would you do if you were in the shoes of the Jewish people when all of this was happening? You start. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I probably would have killed myself. Like, I would wanna. Um, I wouldn't have. To, wouldn't wanna have to go through what they went through. I would probably just kill myself. Okay. All right. All right. So, what I would do in the shoes of the Jewish people when this was happening, I don't know. Like Lamaya said, I probably would have killed myself because of torture. It was like, it was like, it's not, for me, it would have been like, I don't know if I would survive. What would happen if I, if I, if uh, I just kept going? Would it get worse? Would it get better? I feel like I wouldn't. It wouldn't have got better for me. So I would probably just end my life there. But I don't know. All right, so say your name. Uh, Elijah. All right, now what would you do if you was in the shoes of the Jewish people when all of this was happening? Like uh, the concentration camps. Like in the Holocaust, basically. Basically the Holocaust. Um... If that gas chamber don't kill me, then I know I will. Because honestly, I don't think I'd be able to live like that. Bro. Like if I was a Jewish person, I know I'd probably be. I'd probably be like the MLK of the Jewish people. I have a dream. We will hop over this gate and run. But other than that, I don't, I don't know honestly what I would do. I think what I do is I probably try to start a rebellion. Even though I know that that's gonna fail, I'm still gonna try. Like I said, I'm basically gonna try to be the MLK of the Jewish people.
That's it. Yeah. Like, you answer it. If you want to. I wouldn't want to be a Jewish person at all. I would rather be a Japanese because I feel like they were treated better. But if I was a Jewish person, I feel like I would try to push through and persevere through to survive to because everything comes to an end. Nothing happens forever, if that makes sense. Like nothing goes on forever. Everything ends eventually. Mm -hmm. That's it. All right, thank you. Rachel. We have another student, uh, Praise. Hi, my name is Praise. What's the question? The question is, what would you do if you were in the shoes of the Jewish people when all of this was happening, like the Holocaust and oh. concentration camps? In all honesty, I'm a weak person. I think I couldn't handle it. most of these Jews were handling the beginning of your essay. You need that, but then like your work's had to be a um, stage of your essay, right? And so you. I think I would have to kill myself. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's yeah. what a lot of people say. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what would I do if I went? You finished. All right. all right, we have another student. Okay, um, it's my birthday, by the way. You know, I'm turning fifteen. But um, what would I do if I was in the shoes of a Jewish person when all this was? Ooh, ooh. see, I don't know. Honestly, I'm a religious person, so I'll probably pray about it, pray about the situation. You know, try to get myself out of it or push through it. I know I'll eventually die, so I'll try to, you know, live the best life I possibly could. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying. yeah. Right. if you were in a Holocaust. Yeah. I don't know, man. My name is Travis, and this is what I this is what I would do if I was in the shoes of Jewish people. And when all of this was happening, I think I just killed myself, man. I mean, like, I would have to. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine, like, the way I'm living now and being there, like, that's like a whole different level of torture. Like, I wouldn't be able to go through it. So I had to just off myself, man. Ms. Lucas. Ms. So, um, you want to answer this question for us? What would you do if you were in the shoes of the Jewish people when all of this was happening? So this is really scary for me to think about um, because, and I don't know if you want to vote on this too, you don't have to, but as a female, I feel like we kind of are in a similar position, right? Because like the government is deciding whether we can have birth control or abortions or not. And like, no matter what your opinion on either one, like you personally, I'm not saying you have to have either one or that I have to have either one, but like it's kind of uncomfortable that other people are making that decision for me slash us. Kind of. I don't know. Maybe that's too political and I shouldn't say anything, but it feels related, right? Because they first started by making decisions for the like Jewish people and the, anyone who wasn't the Aryan race that Hitler liked, but then it just got worse. Like, And I know that the Americans like interned Japanese people during World War II, so, like, it was already, like, something that America has done before by putting people in camps, but taking that one step further, I don't think they'd put all women in a camp. Like, our government's probably not going to go that, that nuts, but it still feels like it's going down a path that I am mildly uncomfortable with, thinking that they're, like, controlling women a little bit. I don't know. Deshaun, do you have a vote? I don't know if you get a vote because you're not a woman, but do you have a vote on what I said? 
I'm kind of just going off what you said. Uh, yeah, it is kind of weird how they're controlling people to do what you want, what they want, instead of what you want. So it's kind of a, it's not really a good situation to be in. I don't think, I feel like if people nowadays would have went through what happened back then, it would have been a different, it would have been the same. I want to say the same. Cause I feel like the people back then, they had more faith in themselves and hope that they would live on. But nowadays, people aren't as strong as they used to be. So I feel like it would been it would have been a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of people killing us. I mean, I would too. It's not. It's just the fact that I don't like the torture and me going through life, knowing that I could have died from people wanting me to be how they want me to be. So. Am I anything else you want to add? Next slide. <laughs> work excited page. So we got a lot of work excited page just because we want to get as much information as we can. So we got the encyclopedia, uh, introduction to the Holocaust, concentration camps, um, the Holocaust camps, types of concentration camps, um, the History Channel with Auschwitz, Auschwitz, um, Commandments, Commandment, yeah, Commandments, uh, The Daily Life, uh, The Holocaust Explains, which is talking about meals, The Editor's Choice of uh, Auschwitz, History.com, The Liberation of the Concentration Camps, Imperial War Museum, uh, Prisoners of the Camp, United States Holocaust Memorial Museums, United States Holocaust Memorial Museums. Uh, and then concentration camp survivors share their stories. So this has been um, Lamaya Wines and Tashawn Beck with concentration camps. Um, hope you enjoy. Hopefully, we get a good grade for this. Um, and thank you to all the people that helped us on our questions with how would you do if you were in the Jewish shoes. All right, ladies and gents, go ahead and pause if you're still recording.